with a good-looking beard. There's nothing like a man with a good-looking beard. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to the next iteration of WNC Behind the Beard. My name is Patrick Pohl, joined as always by Lewis and Mike Anderson, the notorious twins, and then Carson Jones is back from his six-week vacation. So we're glad to have him back, and we're done playing footsie, I think, for now, and we can get into some real topics of conversation as high school football is finally here. Gentlemen, I had the pleasure of doing two scrimmages last week, chasing Reynolds around and watching them play. What about you, Mike? So I spent the week Saturday at Greenville at 2 o'clock, 105 on the field. Uh, Christ School played Greenville County. Uh, there were four There were four scrimmages Friday and three Saturday. Of course, Christ School played the last one on Saturday. and uh, So I got to see a little bit of football. It was nice. It was good. It was super hot. Yeah, but Owen, we had two scrimmages and uh, very good scrimmages going on up there. Carson, what scrimmage did you go to? Well, you know... When you have a um, one-year-old and he's getting ready to spend the week at the beach with his grandmother and great-grandmother, um, you spend as much family quality time as you can. So I will say hand up. I did not attend a scrimmage, but I did talk to some coaches. Um, father-in-law did the chains at the North Buncombe one. Um, so I do feel like I've got some good um, insight from you know from people that were up close. Well, so I just need some clarification for this year. Is your Homer team going to be Inca or North Buncombe? Or Christ School. Mm. I tell you, so the first two weeks, it's going to be very easy. We've got Inca and North Buncombe are both going to start these seasons off with wins against Owen. And okay, so, okay. So we'll go oh, ahead and start, we'll start, we'll start uh, uh, there. Which one are you going to pick, though, for the, your year? I mean, you have to pick a homer team for your year. A homer team for my year is going to be Asheville High. Oh, oh, a little preview from what's coming up. Indeed. Asheville High. I think Asheville High has got some good things brewing over there. I do, too. But they're going to come up a bit short, I think, when it comes time for ACR. <laughs> I love that. For the listeners, we've got a um, new sound sound system, so I'm hoping that we've got some great things that we can share. And so, we've been forced out of the pole estate yeah. into the just regular home of uh, the Andersons. Is this because uh, Carson got, you know, like, he didn't re-up his account, Yeah, right? so here's what happened. Carson could not get cleared to get in the gate. After a six-week hiatus? Yes. Um, there's something about the background check did not clear, so we couldn't get in Pat's house, so we had to come to my house, and uh, we'll do the best we can. It's not at the Pole Estate, though. It's just at a regular house. This coming from the man who posts pictures about the absolute entertainment venue that his son gets to enjoy at the Christ School. I'm that just, requires... Is, wait, so uh, my question with the student center at Christ School, it said built for the boys by the boys. And Mike Anderson has you know, has called himself one of the boys to me. So did Mike Anderson help fund that? Do you guys think? I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, he I'm did. just wondering which section of the student center is going to be named after Mike. Well, he pulled up with his $600,000 pickup truck filled <laughs> with cash to the top of pallets and dumped it off in the Christ School parking lot. So oh, here you go. That's funny. Is that all your drug money? <laughs> oh, no, that's somebody that's else. That's the drug dealer, That not is the me. drug dealer. That's right. Agony. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Agony. <laughs> oh, wow. So, well, y'all, I should set this up. All right. So this podcast, in case you hadn't figured it out already, is a group of guys that get together and we have a lot of fun. We just talk and most of the time you're obviously going to find out that this is 
uh, mostly high school sports, but the topics could go anywhere. I mean, it's just like the four of us hanging out, having a good time. And the whole intent behind this podcast is our entertainment. We hope you're entertained too. Don't get me wrong. We, we would like audience participation as best as we can. But at the end of the day, if you're not entertained, we know there are other options out there. But uh, in the meantime, that's where we are. That's what this is. And this is where we're going to go. See how it plays. So I'd say to Lewis, yeah. we talked off air a little bit about this. East Rutherfordton Owen scrimmage. Can you kind of set the table for us? I mean, what the heck happened out there? Yeah, very strange scrimmage. Uh, just just to pre-note that, our first scrimmage, awesome scrimmage. Actually tackle and everything. We had a great game. There's was, some high expectations at Owen this year. Absolutely. And I, th- I think the foundation is there for a great season. But going into Friday, you had the whole – all of – like the most people in Black Mountain attended a game ever there. And we decided to play two-hand touch. I don't think it was from the Owen side. Two-hand touch? Yeah, it was, uh, maybe even, you know, my pinky touch you so you're down. Uh, very strange scrimmage. Not sure what we really got from that. Also, a few times I heard the other side talk about how there wasn't supposed to be any fans there. A few complaints about that. But it, it just set a weird mood. But So no fans and no tackling. Well, there it, was fans, but... It sounds like a fantastic scrimmage. Yeah, it... it Abruptly ended when we scored a touchdown, and then a kid on their team horse collar tackled us after the touchdown was already made. Uh, very, very weird sets of events there. That sounds like you know back in prime COVID, and I'm very, very thankful that we are where we are, and we're gonna have some packed places this Friday night. Well, I can tell you, I'm I'm more excited than a fat kid getting ready to go to a buffet for this week. Yeah. First week of football. First week of football. I tell you what. So, Hallelujah. So I'm traveling to Valdosta, Georgia. Anybody going further than that? No. I'm Ooh. going to West Forsyth. West Forsyth? Yes. I'm going to a much worse place than that, though. I mean, I have to go all the way to that Inca place. Ugh, Old Candler Town. It's, that's Candler not Town. easy. That's not easy <laughs> on opponents. Good. Have not. you driven down Smoky Park on a Friday afternoon? No. You don't want to? Yeah, or Pat Nass. I was going to say. as a matter of fact. I'd get there early. Uh, I think Mike and I are always the first person in attendance for a game. It's yeah. true. I didn't even get up till 4 o'clock. Lewis was here at 3.45 setting up <laughs> at my house. <laughs> hey, I was not the last one here today. I'm going to point that out. That is true. Of course, Carson, Pat Jr., was late. Um, I think that's kind of come to an expectation Yeah, that Lewis and I will be here on time and that you two guys will just join us whenever you can. Just stumble in whenever you wake up. There is something that Pat and myself have not done. It's not been 10, 15 minutes into recording and then you hit the power button with your foot. That's true. We haven't done that. I've not done done that yet. (laughs) And and we are both working real jobs, unlike the two of you. Is is that correct? I asked Mike about the message boards and he was like, have you been on the message boards? I was like, no, what's the website? Can you send it to me? He's like, I don't know. I just go to it so often it just automatically pops up on my work computer. <laughs> Same for Lewis. He looks at him too. Okay, here we go, guys. So let's talk about our conference previews just a little bit. And let's start with the two-way Western Highland. Who's going to win between Owen and Madison? Carson, what are you thinking? Owen or Madison? Now we're setting the season preview here, right? So this is a season preview. This is the conference. Who do you think is going to win? This is two-way I'll be honest. Western Highlands is a one A two A. Yes. So we're just basically right now we're talking about the two A. Is it going to be Owen or Madison? I see two programs that are searching for an identity, and it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. You know, and I I don't I think it'll be the least thing from two hand touch that you'll have ever seen. I think it might be too physical (laughs) in Mm -hmm. that game. 
Um, but I will. I'm going to go with Owen is going to take the conference championship for the Western Highlands um, Conference. I'm going to go off of just how confident Lewis is in his eyes, like just how confident he looks in his eyes. And then I'm also just going to, that way, when the two bottom-of-the-barrel Mac 3A teams <laughs> beat Owen, it just kind of will show how far the gap is from the two conferences. So I hope that Owen, I hope that Owen goes is it ten games. I hope they go eight and two in their first two first two games. Um, are not going to be ones that they're going to look back on. I don't see them beating Mitchell and Mount Heritage and those guys. Both but, very tough games. But you're saying and drawn. So you're saying that uh, Owen beats Madison to win the 2A portion of the Western Highlands. That, that's my prediction. I don't know what Madison's got down there. Um, Owen's the Valley. They don't even have a stadium currently. They're playing at the Hill. Have we're, you been to the Hill? Yeah, we were there last year. It's, it's a very nice place to very play. Very nice place. Um, but no, I just don't know much about Madison. I'll, all I'm going off of is what um, your guys' interview with Coach um, with Coach at Owen. Gibson. And Coach, Coach Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. It was a great interview. Can yeah. we talk about where Coach Gibson went to high school? Where did he go? He went to Inca High, so he's got to be a football guy. He's used to being at poor programs. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, he's um, got to be a football guy. I'm going off of Lewis, um, just the buzz around the valley. That's what I'm going off of. And I, I truly hope for Lewis and his family, I hope they do win. I don't know anything about what Madison's got. Um, I know that when I was in high school, that was their pride and joy. They they would not play us. I didn't play them when I was in baseball, but they loved to play us in football because they would they would beat us pretty badly. Pat, Owen, Madison. So I uh, also will be going with Owen on that contest. And I don't know a great deal about Madison. I do know that we um, spent a great deal of time playing Madison in the youth league when I coached over at Enka and got a little bit of a flavor for that level of ball. But obviously it's a different game at high school. I know that um, that the interview with Coach Gibson was very um, impactful in that decision because you got an eye of confidence clearly out of Coach Gibson and what he's trying to get done over there at Owen. I think that will manifest itself into a, uh, a win over Madison and an ascension to the playoffs. So I'm excited to see that happen. I know this is probably – Probably obvious, but Lewis, Owen, Madison. Uh, obviously, I'm going to choose Owen. Uh, I've been watching them all year this year. Like Coach Gibson said, they started back in January trying to get some stuff assembled. This is his first full year there. As you remember, he said he come into the program about a week to go before the season last year, so not a lot of time to set up anything for him. Uh, but you can look at that, that team. Of course, I've been looking at them all summer, listening to the boys talk, everything. I really feel like there's 28 guys that are totally bought into Gibson's system. And that takes that for a good program to develop and everything else. And uh, you can watch Jacob Knighton. He's our quarterback this year. He's been listening to what Coach has been saying. He's fully prepared. And he, he's been looking crisp this year so far in the scrimmages. Uh, Will Johnson running the ball like a bowling ball. Uh, not a lot of spread coming from Owen and everything, but – uh, Will's just powering through there, several touchdowns already. And maybe the the, the most surprising player, that the one that come out you wouldn't expect, Asante Martin, already with three picks and two scrimmages. Uh, he has a way of baiting quarterbacks into throwing the ball. And I, I really think this is a year that we're, we're going to have a winning, a winning record. Uh, they haven't done that since Coach Ford. 
Uh, but I really expect this is the year. Owen's going to take it, and we're not going to be doing like they talked about last year where we're winning one game so that we can go get beat down by somebody taking a 16 seat. I, I would predict maybe a 7-3 season, and we, we maybe play a couple games in the playoffs. I'm also looking at a 7-3 season for Owen. I mean, I think <laughs> – what are you banging on the drums like a chimpanzee? What are you doing over there? I'm not Mike. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I think Coach Gibson has a fantastic year over there. Listen, Coach Gibson came from a winning program at Pisgah. And I think he carries that over to Owen. I mean, I think their 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 schedule, which is not super impressive, ain't good North Bellingham to start the year, gets them ready for the rest of the year. And I think they can win all their games except drawing Mitchell and uh, Mount Heritage. And I think Owen can go seven and three. I think Mountain Heritage might be like the 50-50 game. I, I really think we might have something for them. Seriously. Mitchell, I think a little bit tougher. Drawn, a whole lot tougher. So I don't know. Tell me a little bit about Drawn. I, I know nothing about Drawn. What do you know about Drawn? Uh, the only, I, last year when we went over there, first year that I remember ever playing Drawn. All I remember is 350 off the bus, right? All their lines about 350, very athletic. Uh, they, it was a tough, tough game. No, second, no, Are they a traditional two-way school or 1A school? I'm, I'm not sure. Or are they a that. charter school? I'm not, I'm not sure what they are, but very huge and athletic last year. Only second – that was our second toughest game, I feel like, last year, the first being Chase. Yeah, Chase is a good team. Uh, yeah. Core Radford left them in good shape before he left for Asheville High. One thing I want to say about Gibson real quick. We went to 7-on-7 seven seven earlier this year. It was against Pisgah. After the scrimmage, all the teams got together. Almost every kid from Pisgah come up and had to say something to Coach Gibson. And it, was, it was all favorable. They were having a great time. That's the type of person that you want your kids playing for, someone that they're going to really enjoy and, and want to make that effort to say something to him, even after he's left. Absolutely. Coach Gibson's a young guy, but he uh, he seems like a solid coach. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with Owen. And I can speak on, you know, just from a locker room standpoint and um, don't know, you know, all the things about the X's and O's and um, everything that goes into coaching for football. But if you have a locker room of of young young men, young athletes that are bought in and, you know, will do what you say, kind of like the Friday Night Lights if they'll run through a wall for you um, for Coach Eric Taylor on that show. If Coach Gibson's got that, that over there at Owen, um, that that's good for a couple wins in itself. And just to have kids playing together, um, you're not playing, pulling against your coach. If you're trying to win for your coach as long as, like, as well as yourself – um, I will. I do think that's you know great insight, Lewis. And I'll say one other thing about him. One really cool thing that happened the other night. Uh, my youngest not probably going to be slated to start or anything on varsity that much, but they, he got in on the first scrimmage. And my older son was blocking for my younger son coming around the corner. And Coach Gibson was watching film, took a picture and sent it to Tracy and I. Nice. Something a lot of coaches wouldn't take the time to do, but that's just something cool. You know, for the parents and everyone else. You know, older son blocking for younger. Anyway, it, it was a great thing that he does on the side. He probably didn't even want no one to know about it, but it, it's a really cool thing, you know? That's awesome. And and just for you guys that don't know, Lewis has two kids at the Inland program, and uh, both are on the varsity team. Is Steven a freshman? He is. Yeah, but didn't we cover that in the, the interview that Owen's got a – it's 7 seven and 10 or 7 to 12, rather? Oh, their JV is seven, eighth, ninth. No, oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the MAC a little bit, Carson. <clears throat> what do you think on how the MAC shakes up? Asheville, Reynolds, 
McDowell. Who who's going to win the MAC four A three A? Well, I think um, it would be it'd be a disjustice to you know sit here and say that you know Reynolds should not be in the conversation towards the end of the season. I know that the running back just went down, probably will be out till conference. Um, but you know, Coach Laws is always scheduled tough at the beginning of the year, just knowing that. Um, that way they're ready to go. They've seen it. They're going to go through the conference that they will absolutely run through majority of the conference. Um, but I do think this year they're going to have a game on their schedule that will determine the conference championship. And I think that'll be um, Asheville versus um, AC Reynolds. And I do think that in my prediction from what Asheville's gained and versus what Reynolds has lost from you know players from last season to transfers out, um, I'm going to predict that your Asheville High Cougars and Coach Radford um, are the conference champions. Um, and that's not to take anything away from, you know, AC Reynolds or what Coach Laws has built over there. Um, but I do think that Asheville wins conference. I know that um, if, the, if the listeners could feel the eyes that Pat Pohl is, is looking at me, um, <laughs> it's, I tell you what, Reynolds is well represented at this table. Um, I'll, I'll put that out there, but, um, I really think it's a two man race. I think it could go either way. Um, I do like, I do I'm not like convinced it won't be a three way time, but go ahead. Um, I, I'll just tell you this right now. You but, know, I've heard a lot of conversations about another team that's not Asheville, Asheville or Reynolds. And until they prove themselves, um, I'm not sold that another team can have the right to say, um, or be in that conversation. So, so give us your rundown of the conference. What do you so think? So my hey, conference. Hold on a minute before you do yeah. that, because I'm a little confused. Uh, Reynolds just chose to go three A this year. They negotiated their way down. So what Correct. are what are they? Who are the teams that are in three A in the MAC that they have to beat to go to playoffs? So three A is Irwin, Inca, and North Buckham. So the tough tough four <laughs> team there. What about Asheville? Who all is in Asheville's four A? So the four A is Asheville, TC, and MacDowell. Okay. Okay, so to clarify, if we want to do that, Reynolds will be your three A champion, and then Asheville will be your four A champion. But, but I you do think Asheville beats. I think Reynolds. Asheville is the overall conference champion. Look and, at this guy. You know my rankings. I've got Asheville. I've got Reynolds. I've got Robertson. I've got Irwin. I've got Inca. I've got McDowell, and I do have um, the Blackhawks of North Buncombe. Does North Buncombe win a game? You know, they've not won a game in two years. And so they start out with East Henderson, and then they've got O in week two. And if I've heard from the community, if we don't win week one, it's not going to happen. So that's um, so a lot of pressure. Um, I will say I saw an article, and I don't know who's running the sports huddle, but you know they, uh, there was an article about all the production they had coming back. They're pretty much just guessing. And they all their production coming back, I think, was five total touchdowns. And so that wasn't... That wasn't that didn't make me feel good to read for the for the year for the year. Ooh. It talked about their production. Um, I think their quarterback and they have a maybe I I couldn't tell you what other player they're coming back, but um, I do know their quarterback is a year older. He's he plays multiple sports. He's athletic. I do think he'll give them a chance. But it's it goes back to what it you know what it was ten years ago when I was there. Are they gonna have? Is he gonna have help? Is he gonna have blockers? Is he gonna be running for his life? You know. Um, North Buncombe's always had, you know, one or two good players. And if they stay there, um, they've had, you know, they've got a decent player, 
but it's just we all know that football's team sport. It's, it's going to be interesting when Inca and North Buncombe are counting on Owen, which is a small 2A school, for a win, and then we come up there and punch them in the mouth. I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch. That would be a treat. That would yeah. be a treat, really. So, Pat, what are you thinking on the Mac? I'm guessing you're going to say Reynolds, but go ahead. I think that's a foregone conclusion that I'm going to say Reynolds, and I'll tell you why. I got to watch all four of those teams compete in the Buncombe County scrimmage, and I realize it's a scrimmage. It's not a 4A. Do, do we know who set that up? Who organized that? I have no idea. From my understanding, the, the Buncombe County scrimmage will move around from school to school from year to year. Okay. The team that performed best by far on both sides of the ball of anybody out there that night was Reynolds. Bar, who, are, who are they playing? They all played. They, they played Smoky Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and then Smoky Mountain played very well. They okay. did well. Come on, Smoky Mountain lost their quarterback now, to now, Tuscola. I understand, but here's the thing. Hayden Craig is looking fantastic at quarterback this year. He's very accurate. I think he's going to be formidable as a quarterback this year. And here's why. They moved Brendan, my son, over to the right side to protect his blind side. And you could tell them when that was over there, Hayden's confidence was up or he could see the pressure coming so, at him better. Uh, I wasn't. I don't know exactly. Did the Max go down in the first scrimmage or – down there at the second. Max hurt his foot against uh, Kings Mountain on Wednesday Max night. Max is okay. the Reynolds running back yes. for the yeah. uh, listeners. Yes. and uh, Very talented uh, young man. Yes, and, he, and he'll be back. Don't worry. He's, uh, he's definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. But uh, the people that came in behind Max to play uh, were very, very good and were able, very capable in that regard. Do you know who took his spot? Christian Lewis was back there. He had a phenomenal over-the-shoulder catch. But does that, he normally plays tight end, is that correct? Yes, but he's a very talented athlete. He can play several different positions. He is a good field. athlete. Very strong. Very strong and, and very fast. And, and, and Grant's not playing this year? Grant Clayton is not. He's focused purely on basketball, is my understanding, so we lost that height. But uh, So, so who, who took over Christian Lewis's spot at tight end? Do you know? I'm not sure, actually. I wasn't paying attention there. I know Parchuk in the past has done some tight end work. You talking about but, Ben? Yeah, but he was on, he was on defense. I find and, myself watching the offensive line as well Yes, when I watch my team. So now Coronado Rodrigo came over from defense to take the right, uh, the left tackle spot, and we lost Connor Crane with a broken uh, fibula in Are practice. Are you serious? Yeah. He's out for the year? No, no. He's just out until North Buncombe. A um, broken leg, and he'll be back by the week the four? That's sm- the small bone in there. They think he's going to be just fine and back for the North Buncombe game. All right. he's, he's a big lineman. So he's let's, let's, let's lineman. hear the rest of his prediction. Sorry to get you sidetracked. That's all right. So I do think that, that Reynolds will be the conference champion. I don't see anybody out there being able to match up with them. I watched Asheville. They did play Dorman. Obviously, Dorman had that entire sideline filled and an incredibly talented team. And what was their final score? Fourteen uh, seven? No, it was more than that. I thought it was seventeen seven. Yeah, it was I believe. sixteen or seventeen seven. Yeah. Okay. A lot more than fourteen. Sixteen. But uh, I, I, there, there's clearly some talent on that Asheville team, but I don't think they're they're going to be able to uh, get the job done against Asheville this year. Um, they've got Brandon Guest playing that middle linebacker spot, and I'm here to tell you from what I saw, that shoulder was not bothering him. He uh, that's good. quite, that is quite good. capable yeah. to uh, see that happen. And you know, Brandon he, he is a great young man as well as a good middle linebacker. And he's not going to miss uh, – he's not going to be able to fill the shoes of Deshaun Stone. Nobody could fill those shoes. But they've got Nudie in there, Naeem Muhammad. He goes by Nudie. And he's really a talented athlete watching him do his thing. He did not get an interception, but – he was able to. Uh, what was his name? Strong. Nudie or Nooney? Nudie. Okay. Yeah. I like no. that. 
Yeah, that's what um, we call Carson around does here. Aiden Hines play football? He does. He got injured in the uh, in the in the scrimmage uh, also against Kings Mountain and was out. Um, but he'll be back in on defense. Baseball talk. He just committed to play college baseball, and I think he's a phenomenal athlete. Is yeah, that I do too. Mars Hill. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. going to Mars Hill. I think great, great athlete. He's a problem on the baseball field. And from what I've heard, Wesley Rumbo uh, did really, really well in the off season with his camps from North Buncombe. Uh, well, he's playing for ACR now. Correct, but he came in from North Buncombe. And he caught a couple of big passes, and he got all the way down to the one-yard line, and both of them got tackled. So we had to give him a little bit of trouble about that, but he was able to really stand out and perform. Talking about Rocket personnel, is there um, from uh, is there a wide receiver Irwin? that has come over from another school in the MAC Irwin. that is very good? Yes, he's come over. He's now part of the, uh, the Irwin receiver, and I think his name is Ty. I'm trying to lost on his last name because I'm still learning, but he got his debut uh, the Buncombe County Jamboree and took one to the house. Did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He I've heard he's very, a, very I heard good. he's a very good uh, football player, and Irwin, I'm sure, hated to lose him. Yes, and I'm, I'm sure, sure Reynolds loved to have him. Yeah, it was a great addition yeah. to to fill the to fill a spot there on the wide receiver roster. So, give sure. us your whole Mac rundown. What you got, big guy? So, I also had the pleasure of watching TC and hearing the hype through it and going into it. I'll tell you this, guys. Um, TC can play ball. I mean, there's their size up front there. They're strong. They've been at this a while. I think that the fact that they had to play young players several years ago early, that's going to pay off in spades, I think, this year. I think you're going to see a much third year for those young guys. Yeah, yeah they're so going to be uh, they're going to be something to deal with, I think, in the MAC this year. I've got them actually finishing second behind AC Reynolds and taking out Asheville. What? Yes, I do. That's Give mine. us the whole run now, Pat. What you got? After that, I've got um, Asheville in third, and then Irwin comes in at fourth, and then I've got Anka coming in at fifth. Followed by MacDowell and North Buncombe. Other, others call it MacDowell. I call it MacDowell. Okay. I started adjusting my vernacular based on your <laughs> tutelage there, Mr. Anderson. All right. So and, and then you got North Buncombe last? I do have North Buncombe last. North Buncombe may win one game, but probably not. So what do you got, Lewis? Mac, looking at the 483, what you got? <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm choosing my winner based off of one statement I read in the – the WLOS report when they interviewed this coach, he said, my quarterback judges himself off of perfection. I'm picking Asheville to win. Really? He says when he makes a bad throw, he has to coach him to tell him, hey, it was it was still an okay throw, right? Like, did you did any of you guys read that? Did you guys no, read I, I, I did saw read Slidell, it. I saw Slidell play. He's a very talented quarterback. Yeah, I mean, nationally ranked, awesome quarterback. I think that – with the outstanding backfield that they had already, plus picking up McDowell's best running back. Who is hurt. He's, he's injured right now. But I think he'll be back, and I think I think that's going to lead them to – Oh, I'm going to say a, a, a lossless season, undefeated season. Next I will have uh, Reynolds, and then T.C., Irwin, McDowell, Inca, and then North Buncombe. There you have that. Michael? So I don't love that. I – until you beat, until you beat the champ, Reynolds is the champ, and so I've got Reynolds as the champ. I've got Asheville High finishing second, six and four. I've got TC at eight and two. But listen, TC's non-conference other than Wontaga, not that good, not that good. Uh, Irwin, Inca, McDowell, and North Buncombe. I feel good that Inca is probably upset that Reynolds dropped to three A. Sure, absolutely. And Irwin. Those guys had a chance to win the 3A conference. Look at Irwin. 
They won the three conference last year, and they had a home playoff game. But now or AC Reynolds has dropped down, and I'm not sure they can beat AC Reynolds. I, I want to say one thing uh, that I, I have heard from several people with inside information, and I'll just exclusively say it was not Pat. Uh, Reynolds very thin this year. They're described as very thin across the board at skilled positions, linemen, all that. Uh, a few chinks in the armor early on could could really you know hamper their season. Yeah, and I think that you know if the main headline will be if both teams when they you know when they go to face each other if it's for the conference championship, you know, and court gets the win, will this be two out of three years? Two out of yes. three. Yep. So two out of three, and so you just have to wonder, you know, are the Tide's starting to turn. I, th- I think you're starting to see some patina on the metal, right? Like, it's starting and, to age. And I'm not saying – and Reynolds is the, you know, cream de la creme. I mean, it's just the absolute powerhouse of football programs. But when you – I just really respect what Coach Radford and with his whole staff. And, you know, I and I think that everybody alluded – you know, all the off-air talks, it's um, – you know, it's Coach Laws is as good as his players plus his surrounding coaches – so I think that both coaches rely heavily on their their supporting staff. And I think that it's the first time that – and Coach Laws may not admit this, but this is the first time that he looks across and there is a supporting staff that is – I'm not going to say equally as qualified, but there's a I, I supporting the word, staff that, you know. Negative. That is just the truth, Pat. I think the negative. word Reynolds football guys are over there as his supporting staff. I know Cody Chee could be a head, has had plenty of opportunities to be a head football coach. I know that Asheville High, I'm not saying that, they're, that they've passed Reynolds. But I'm just saying that the reality is is that Coach Radford has closed the gap. And if you don't think that he's, he's the heck closed, of a coach, he's the heck of a coach. I think the word is energized. Energized, yes. There's buzz around Asheville football. And, and those young guys over there, they have it. They have to get these guys bought in, right? Yep. Coach Laws does an amazing job as well, getting people bought in. I'm not. Oh, I they're will, bought in at Reynolds. I will never yeah. say that they're not. But if you're at Reynolds, you're bought in. Court, I mean, he that energy that he's exuding over there, awesome. I'm excited. And Reynolds may win by three touchdowns, but I'm just I'm just saying that we can at least have a conversation with Asheville until until Robertson proves themselves against a team other than one of the other. I mean, we just Robertson last year was six and five, and the year before they were two and eight. So yes, they I guess last year they did move in the right direction, but they were two and eight the year before, and they were six and five last year. So until Robertson proves themselves on a team against a team against Reynolds. And I think week one against Watauga will be the test. And I think that if they can compete and hang with Watauga week one, then it's like, okay, we can have a conversation about it. But if they get dogged walk against Watauga like they did last year, and I just, I don't think they're going to be in the same caliber as Reynolds, Pat. So I don't. Here, here's the problem with TC. I don't think they have the athletes to compete with Reynolds. I think Reynolds still has the premier athletes to win that game, as long as Max is back. The problem is with Reynolds, you got to think about what they've lost. They've lost two offensive linemen that have transferred to other schools. They've lost JoJo, who transferred to Asheville School. Asheville School. Hazon Tobe, transferred to Asheville School. Ricky Tolbert, transferred to quarterback, transferred to Asheville School. They've lost some talent along the way. What about the DBs? What was, it? What was his name? 
Cairo Skeins. And, and, Cairo Skeins. They MA actually Skeins. moved. They, they, they moved to Charlotte. But so. they also transferred to a Charlotte school. Uh, Cairo's at Providence Day. MA is at Myers Park. Myers Park, yeah. So you got to think that's some. That's hard. And, and during the interview, Coach Laws talked about how the, he was relying on Skeins to take that backfield spot, right? Yeah, but Brian Craig will have somebody. Uh, that's, the next man will be up. That's the other thing. You're talking about the sporting cast. You got Andy Morgan, you got Brian Craig there on the sideline, plus the sporting coaches. I don't think anybody else is in their league. Now, I'm with I, you. I, I, heard, I think Reynolds wins the MAC as well. But I, I, heard I think a rumor. it's a lot closer. I heard a rumor. Is this Craig's last year? I have no idea. He's not told me that, but he doesn't share much with me. Okay. I heard, I heard a rumor <laughs> this might be his last year, and that goes back to that Energize. I just think when, you know, Coach Radford, probably year, what, what year do you guys think he's in? If you had to guess, year 10? As being a high school coach. Yes. Year 10. So somewhere around there. And then you've got Coach Craig, you've got Coach Laws. They're closing in on year 30. And I'm not saying they've lost a step or – anything like that, but the word energized and what Asheville's bringing the supporting staff, what I just think that it's the gaps closing and I'm not saying that they've passed. I'm not saying they've passed rentals. Um, but I well, do you think did say they passed rentals because you picked Asheville to win the conference. I said the conversation will be around Western North Carolina athletics is if Asheville wins, is it, you know, a changing of the tie? Is it a, is it a crowning of the, the new one. And I think that'll be that'll be the conversation. I mean, it's been Alabama football for how long in college football? A long time. A long time. And then guess what? Georgia has come up and Georgia I mean, I'm not saying that Nick Saban Alabama is not still not going to be in the conversation. But is anybody counting Georgia? I mean, Georgia's kind of come up and and Kirby Smart's kind of energized that program. I certainly think the gap's closed, but until Asheville actually beats Reynolds again. Well, they did they did Two, Two years, years ago. ago. If if we relate this to college football, if Alabama goes 0-4, is there conversations that start? What kind of conversations? Well, I mean, it, maybe it's time for Nick to go on if they go 0-4. What I'm saying is what if Reynolds goes 0-4 with the absence of Max? They have a tough first four. They got East Forsyth, West Forsyth, Shelby, and Wataga. I don't think they go 0-4. I'll put – I'll put that on the record. So, I've got Reynolds. I've got Reynolds winning week one. One of my questions coming into this: you you lost a uniquely talented defense last year. Yes, you lost all these players um, to transfer and everything else. Who takes the spot? Because because Max is the headliner for offense last year. Yes, the defense is, is no matter how good that defense is this year, they're not going to be as good as last year. Well, with no, the, with that the was talent. a unique defense, but they're still going to be very good. You who, got Coach is, Craig running. Who there. is going to step up and be that man now that Max is kind of Hurt just just slightly hurt for a little bit, but there's still games that count these next four weeks. Two to four weeks. Hayden, Who, Hayden, Craig, up? Hayden Craig looked very very good back there, and he had a supporting cast around him with some decent runners back behind him. Do you think he goes from a manager to a game leader? Yes, his confidence is on a different level from what I saw. I so thought he, he looked really it's, good. It's easy against Smoky Mountain. Is it as easy against the four sides? He played Shelby? against Kings Mountain too, gentlemen, and did throw the ball. I, there I as did. Well. I did want to so, ask you know so how I, did the Kings Mountain one go? Yeah, because it was I, a tie at fourteen fourteen. They're the top ranked team okay. in three A. Kings the, Mountain's with a the, very very solid football. Program. I, watching the video, it should have been twenty one seven if the fumble wasn't there. But you can say if all about you can say true. if about they, a lot of things. But they finished fourteen fourteen. Very good looking game. They they managed to tie it up. Fourteen fourteen means that Reynolds will be a. Very good football. And I will say, I have watched Hayden Craig for 
six years play. And there's no one that probably reads the defense. And uh, Noah's talked to him about how to read defenses and everything. He does a great job at yes, that. Yes, good but, football IQ. But now the option isn't there to, hey, I'm going to hand this ball off and Max is going to run 75 yards. But he's got Christian Lewis that can run very, very well. And he did prove that again the past two scrimmages that I saw. And he's got other complimentary running backs back there as well. And on defense, uh, like I said before, <laughs> Brandon Guest is a load. I mean, he's he's a force to be reckoned with back there on defense. Cam Smith on the edge, he's really talented defensive end. He's got Daylon Harper in there. He's really stepped up. And uh, you know, the, well, let me ask you guys this: You guys all watched football last year in the mountains. Asheville Reynolds play tomorrow. Who are the best two players on both sides of the ball in that game? Tomorrow, I'm going to say Brandon Guest on defense. He's better than no. He's better than their linebacker. Well, I'm just used to ask. I, know, well, I'm asked, I'm, I don't know if he's better than the Asheville linebacker. I'm just saying that that would be a standout player for Reynolds. On would be a defense. Well, when you're talking about Asheville, guy. obviously you have to start talking about their quarterback, right? They have the best so quarterback. Do they have Western a better North. quarterback than Reynolds right now. Yeah, so Slidell is a very talented quarterback. I did see okay, that. So there, so they, so Asheville won at the quarterback position. And, and who then, is their linebacker that's going to Montana? Um, I'm not sure. He's their second he's, best linebacker. They had another linebacker that has SEC offers, and he, um, I believe, chose Rutgers. That was Nobu Shaw. Nobu Shaw. Yeah, he's the safety. I thought though. I think he plays. I think he can play any position on the field. And, and yeah. I think number nine was the Montana commit, the edge runner, the edge player for Asheville. Yeah, I could be wrong. That but, sounds right. Yeah, I'm so, not familiar with the names over there. So as yeah, we're talking about either. this, you know, let's kind of talk about our games of the week, Pat. I know you have. Reynolds and West Forsyth yes. is your game of the week. Let's talk about Reynolds and West Forsyth. Yeah, I think that the um, the the tail on the tape, obviously, from what I've, I've been able to find, is very little. But from the word on the street, uh, West Forsyth, very good team, but they're not going to be even quite as good as they were last year. I think Reynolds um, will be able to uh, repeat and get another win over that team um, and set the stage for Shelby, which I, obviously will be a very big challenge the following week. But I. You know, I think that um, uh, the offense will be the standout for uh, Reynolds in that contest. And um, I think you'll see some players step up, like the receiver from Irwin that came over. And I think you'll see some good things out of Christian Lewis and Wesley Rumbo. And um, it'll, be, uh, it'll be a good game. So just to recap, last year Reynolds played at – Reynolds played West Forsyth at home, and Reynolds won 37 to nothing. West Forsyth then finished the year four and seven overall, four and three in the conference. Uh, Lewis, what are you thinking? Do you think Reynolds beats West Forsyth this year without Max? Because Max is out two to four weeks. Am I right, Pat? That's correct. He's for sure not playing, right? Well, I'm not Coach Laws, and I'm not Max Guest's father or doctor or anything like that. But wait, you're not his doctor? No, I'm not. You're the sideline. You're the sideline guy. I thought I am not. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. Uh, I, no, I'm, I'm going to pick uh, West Forsyth on this one. I think with how thin Reynolds is, and they're already adjusting players, uh, I think West Forsyth comes away with the victory. Carson? Um, I've got Reynolds with a victory. I do have Reynolds winning. I think they're ready to go. I think that, um, you know, kind of what Pat off air, you know, said, you know, scrimmages. Now I asked him about, you know, scrimmage. What can you kind of take from scrimmages? And he said scrimmages are, you know, extremely vanilla on both sides of the ball. Both teams are being – um, extremely cautious with play calling, kind of showing everything what you got. Um, but he said, so something you can notice is the line of scrimmage. And I think Reynolds, I've seen some, you know, videos of, you know, Pat's son and a uh, shout out to him. Um, I believe that, I believe that even with Max out, I think that I could get through some of those um, holes. 
Um, I'm not saying that there's going to be all those holes all seasons against some of their tough, you know, that I'd be able to break it off against some of their tough opponents. But um, I do think that Reynolds' line of scrimmage will be able to help, and their next guy up at their running back position will be able to carry the load. Um, I think Reynolds is ready to go week one. I think to Lewis's point about them being thin, um, I think that's going to come later on in the season is for me. So hold tight to that um, to that take for me. Um, and I think that when, you know, in regards to, um, you know, them being, them running out of, you know, depth of extreme athletes, because I do know that, you know, at some point, you know, when you have players as talented as Max Guest, I mean, they're, there is going to be a little bit of a drop off. I mean, it's just it coach be. Coach Laws said, you know, when you go to replace who is the um, Skeins? No, no, this, Deshaun Stone, Deshaun Stone, Stone yeah. Russell Barnett, Day Day? yeah, exactly. Asher Cunningham. All those guys. It's like it's, you're not going to replace those. The next, so so if we're sitting here saying the next running back is going to be as good as, I mean, that's just not true. But I do think I don't think that there'll be a massive drop off to where that's going to lose Reynolds a game. So I got Reynolds winning. Um, I got Reynolds winning a tight one. Um, but I do think that um, the Rockets get a win week one. I agree with Lewis and, and uh, Carson. This is going to be a tough game for Reynolds without Max, but I do think they pull out the win. Uh, West Forsyth, just not the team that uh, East Forsyth is, but I got Reynolds winning week one. I'm not sure they win the next three weeks. Let's see what happens with Max. If they get him back in the uh, flow, I'm interested to see what this running back, the backup running back, can do. Uh, if he can – Well, we got load. we got to watch Christian Lewis his eighth grade year. He was phenomenal there. He was. He doesn't have the top speed that Max has, but he does Who have does? The, but he's got power. He right. does have the power. He has a ton of power, and he can catch the ball. He's a tight end, so he I mean, seems physical. I mean, just from the fact that he was playing tight end. So, so three of us have Reynolds. Lewis has West Forsyth. Carson, what's your game of the week? My game of the week, I, I think I alluded to it earlier, is going to be T.C. Robertson versus Wataga. Um, I've heard many, many, I mean, I think Asheville and I think um, Reynolds, both both their head coaches alluded to um, how strong Robertson was going to be this year. Pat's already mentioned uh, how good Robertson looked. Um, I think that is a absolute smokescreen. I think that it's going to be one of those things where the, you know, Reynolds football um, and Asheville are going to build up, build up, build up, and I think that both of those teams torch Robertson. I um, mean, that's no dis- disrespect to what Robertson's doing over there. Um, I just, I can tell you, um, I, I called their baseball state championship, but this, this is football now. This is football time, and I've got, um, and so what I will say, my game of the week is I've got a challenge to the Robertson football team, and if you are real, if you are what everybody is saying in the area that you are, then you will go out and you'll beat Wataga week one. And if you won't beat them, you'll at least compete with them, and it will be an absolute dogfight. Um, but if it's not, you're not going to compete with Reynolds, and you're not going to compete with Asheville. But So that, that to me, is my game of the week. I've got it circled. Um, I'm going to challenge the Robertson football team. Um, and if you know, until, until you can, can prove – Asheville, to me, has proved in the past that they can play with a team like Reynolds um, – you know, I, I think Reynolds year to year, you know, they didn't Reynolds won last year. So um, I'm I'm not gonna say that Asheville just jumped them. But I you know, I, I think Robertson, I think Robertson's gotta play Wataga and they've got to um and then they've got to 
They've got to show that they can be on the field. I know that they've got the special. Watauga's got the special offense that's tough to prepare for. But you know what I've heard? I heard this from a Robertson assistant coach, and I'd like to hear Pat's thoughts on this. Share it, Carson. Okay. And I called Mike immediately, and I said, Mike, this is what I just heard. If Robertson wins Week One, they can run the table. Ooh, ooh, ooh! So going to be so, Astro so, Reynolds and so everybody. To ooh. me. So to me, how can I how can I hear that from a Robertson I, I, I really assistant wish. coach and not circle that as my game of the week? Because if they can run the table if they win week one, I'm like, boys, I may be at that game. I really mm-hmm. wish we had this on video just to see Pat's reaction to that comment. <laughs> and, can run, and Pat's reaction was my reaction. I mean, I was I was I, I mean, not hey, we week win week one, like, you know, we'll we're gonna give Reynolds a run for their money. We well, went, Does mean, anybody know when the last time T C beat Reynolds? I have no. I idea. think it has to be over ten years, Mike. I don't know. I think it has to be over. I think. I think pushing fifteen. That's years. a bold statement. Do we phone a friend and call Saint Ange? But what, what's, think, your, what's your reaction to that, Pat? I, I don't know that I can say that. I know nothing about Wataga, though. I know literally nothing. I know they're from Boone. That's about all I know, and they're a good good club from what you all have told me. Um, but they were to eight predi- two last year, so they have to be okay. Yeah, they're a good team. So. Uh, I don't short them anything, but to say they're going to be able to run the table in the conference, I you know I don't know. To Mike's point, until you knock the king off the mountain, it's still Reynolds. Now you so said do you, you think said TC earlier. beats Watauga? No, I'm not saying that. Well, I don't know now because I had it wrong on my sheet. Thanks. So to somebody Pope at this was table. the scrimmage. Yes. It's my fault. I yes. hit Pat the wrong game. So I I've chosen TC based is, on TC a, plays Watauga week one um, at Watauga in Boone. I think I'm going to still say. Um, I'm going to hold faithful to TC. From what I saw in the scrimmage, I thought they were pretty, even though they were playing Polk and, and you know they were definitely outclassed Polk. From what I saw on the field, I, I, I think they're going to be able to play. You, you do realize Polk and Smoky Mountain are not very good. Yeah, well, you know, maybe they are, maybe they are. And that's your opinion, Mike. Smoky Mountain that lost is. her quarterback to Tuscola. That's also, that's also so, called statistics. Polk yes. lost her head coach. He retired after 67 years. All right. For the listeners, I've got Wataga beating Robertson. Pat has I'm gonna go with TC. Robertson winning. Lewis, Mike, what do you guys have? I have TC starting their Cinderella season beating Watauga. Wow. Jeez, come wow. on. Let's go, boys. Fire me up. Yes. Fire me up. That's I got Watauga by like 21. Well, Watauga plays that. So Watauga is extremely physical. They are a tough team to beat, especially in Boone, because they play very physical and they play an offense that you don't see a lot. The only help that TC has is Polk plays a similar offense that they just scrimmaged, but I don't think they can beat Watauga. Watauga is a 4A powerhouse. Last year, Watauga went 10 and 2 and 6 and 0. And they beat TC 42-13. to 13. And I just don't believe that TC is 35 points better. So It's just, to me, you know, it's I love hearing how much faith a Rocket football guy has in Robertson being good. I just love that. I mean, because it is anybody. It used to be anybody at Robertson. But I think things have changed because yeah. let's, let's be honest. TC over in Arden feels like they're the Duke of Earl. But I just don't think that they're that good. I think they're just kind of they're still a third place team between no, Reynolds. I'm not and gonna Ashland. I'm not gonna say they're not good. They're very very good baseball school. Well, of course they're good at baseball. But I think my I think the first one before it got kicked turned off. I I think that Pat did say that baseball is coming to a close. So I just I know that Robertson's coming off a four A state championship in baseball. But I think 
someone in Watauga is going to show them Friday night. It's football season. Well, okay. Herman, let me. All those opinions. What offense are they running over there? They're running a triple. Not you. I want to hear okay. it from Carson. <laughs> he has so much confidence in them. In Watauga? No, in, in TC. I don't have confidence in TC. What what offense are they running over there? In TC? I, Pat went to the game. Pat, tell no, me No, 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 no. Let's hear it. Come no, on. I don't, I, don't have any, I don't have any confidence in TC. They're running a triple option. I mean. Just like Watauga. Yeah. Do you think. TC runs a triple option? Yeah. Yes, they gave up the spread. They gave up the spread. Indeed. Three wow. years ago. They I hate s- to see that. The triple option's tough. So the part that makes it tough is teams don't see it a lot. Yeah, but good thing that they've got Brian Craig and Asheville's got Cody Cheek and they're two best coaches around, so it's like you don't need (laughs) – I got you. So, Lewis, you don't need (laughs) – All right, right, go ahead. What what is your game of the week, Lewis? Uh, (laughs) My game of the week is Owen Inka. Owen Inka. I was thinking about that one. That's a game of... The only reason I, I, I picked this as the game of the week is because Carson and I have been going back and forth on this game for a month. Uh, it's been very one-sided. Both of these teams last year, very unsuccessful. So let me lay this out. Speak last, for your program. Last year, Owen went 1-9 and nine overall. Inca went 3-6 and six in a much superior conference. <laughs> um, Inca 6-4 and four on Owen's schedule last year. So you're thinking Owen beats Inca? I'm thinking Owen by two touchdowns. Ooh. Uh, I, ha- I have <laughs> been excited. to be playing two hands high. I have been excited about one thing. <laughs> you know what? They're not playing East Rutherford, right? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, the worst team possible, well, the second worst team in the MAC conference is going to get beat by Owen, a 2A team. Ooh. But one thing that's energized me. So my boys have been on uh, the Snapchat with uh, a group chat with all of your guys from Inca. My guys, yeah, your guys. You are <laughs> a coach guys. over there. You, you are a coach. My you guys, coach. okay. My guys, okay. And, and that has been an exciting text group to watch. Uh, I love the conversations back and forth. Uh, both teams are very pumped up. Uh, Inca's Inca's coach is doing some great things over there. W- one thing they do have an excellent coach. Absolutely, uh, a state championship winning coach over there. But has any coach in the mountains that we've interviewed said that it's all about the coach? No. But it starts there. You, you have to acknowledge that. It starts there. Okay. I understand. Um, but I definitely think, Owen, with how bought in all these guys are, they're going to go back to some classic Owen football, smash it down your throat, and then throw over the top, and we are going to take the victory. Are they running the box and the tee? We are running a wing tee a little bit. Ugh. Mm. Okay. The 1970s called to like their offense back. Agony. It's still effective in the mountains. Sorry. Yep. What do you think, Carson? Oweninka. Oweninka. It was once I found out that it was going to be Lewis's game of the week, I thought about North Buncombe and East because it could be North Buncombe's first win in two years, which is would be monumental. Um, but then I was like, once I heard that Robertson could – run the table and win a state championship. I had to <laughs> I had to make that my game of the week. But as far as Owen versus Inca, um I don't I don't know if the kids from the valley have made the ride down Smoky Park too too much. But on a Friday it's different. Is the game gonna be on Friday? It's on Friday. It on Unfortunately Friday. It's on I appreciate Friday. all your research so, you've done. So Friday Friday on Smoky Park is not friendly to anybody. So um I what I see is I see the Owen team getting there late being scrambled. I, um, see, I see the state troopers making a lane for Owen to come through. Like, 
there's a superior team Moses coming through. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Get out of the if, way, boys. There's <laughs> Owen coming through. Here just, come the war horse. Just like your defensive line is going to do when we start running the ball. Let's not I forget, Inca has won the 3A Conference Championship. No, I'm sorry. Irwin won. Irwin Go won. ahead. Okay. Um, but Inca and Irwin did play tight last year. And so, what you know, I just think that – I think Friday night will be a great game. I think that it will be close. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of – um, it could go any different direction. I think Inca is, you know, Inca's still searching. I know I hear a lot of conversations about, you know, their coach, how well coached they are, how well coached they are. It's, you know, I'm I'm excited to see a product. I want to I want to say something for the future. Uh, on the middle school team, I've heard that there's 50 players on that Inca yeah. middle school team. I've heard that as well. That's so, good numbers for middle school, right? Yes. That that yeah. coach is inspiring something over yeah. there. 100%. People are getting around him. That's I wish a, that's something would... to watch out for the future. But it ain't gonna happen okay. this could Friday. Could we, if you, when you talk to your sources, could you ask them to get some of those kids to play baseball because they had eleven on their middle school baseball team, and, <laughs> and we've got one middle school feeding us. But anyways, back maybe, to football. Maybe we should get Philip back over there to inspire some kids. He's Ooh. a great coach, <laughs> one of the best, probably the best coach in the Are, state. Why aren't you going out and recruiting for those guys? Going out and recruiting for Robertson? No, for Inca kids to come play baseball. Um. That's a good question. Maybe I should. Maybe I should start. Um, I'll work full time. I'll, I'll work full time. I'll spend time with my one year old. Um, I will be on this podcast with you, with you, with you, with you, imbeciles. Person has three kids. Don't forget. No, that's not true. Luke, Pat. What do you have? Inka Owen. What you got? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, gentlemen. Um, I too have heard the word about the uh, new coach over. Well, the old coach that's new over at Inca, and I think there's very you good even things know his happening name over there. Three weeks ago, I'm still struggling right now with it, but that's because I've got I'm old and decrepit. So um, I've also seen a lot of these kids that are on that team. I know they have some athletes at Enka that can play a little bit of football. Um, and so, so, I think Enka will win over Owen. Oh, oh God. I have Enka. I like that, Pat. Yeah. By how much? Would you say a touchdown? I, I think it'll be close. close. I okay. think it'll be close. I think it's a touchdown. Two touchdowns to Owen. I think Owen wins. You think Owen covers 14 points? Absolutely. Oh, no way. Oh, my gosh. I'll I, bet your truck on it. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> it's on. I mean, so, so listen. DraftKings lined it up. <laughs> I got Owen by a touchdown. Owen really went out and scheduled tough this year. They got Inca and North Buckham their first two games. I mean. North Buckham's got a lot of production coming back. They really moved, <laughs> they really moved it up to the 3A. But I think Owen... I'm I, I buying in to what Coach Gibson uh, Coach Gibson has going on. I'm buying into Coach Gibson. If they win week one, are they back? Owen? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say they're back. I mean, what? Because going back is saying we're going to compete with Reynolds, right? Oh, okay. Because well, that hell, that, they'll never be back. That, I'm saying, that what? used to be a game. That used to be a, a crowd. That was how long game. ago? That was at least 10 years ago. Holy or smokes. More. It's been more than 10 years. No. I think Reynolds will be since they competed with Reynolds. Thirteen, we beat Reynolds with Jagger. Oh my! So y'all beat Reynolds once in twenty years. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my gosh! Prior, prior wow. to that, when I graduated in 04, we Jagger's were, we were exceptional competing every athlete, year for sure. In 04, we were competing every year against Reynolds. Okay, it's 04. It's twenty twenty three. But we beat them ten years ago. So. <laughs> okay. I, I love this. So listen, I, also I love have, this. Also have Owen winning this. Oh man, when did Inca beat him? I don't. I don't. Inca hasn't been Reynolds in like a hundred years. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So Carson. <laughs> so I've got Owen. Carson, what's your game of the week? 
Did we already talk about that? We already talked about that, yeah. It's your game. It's your game. It's your game. You're up. So I've got Asheville Tuscola. I think Asheville and Tuscola is a fantastic game. Tuscola has a new coach. New quarterback. Is this off of the scandal? What scandal are we talking about? Didn't Tuscola's coach get fired, all that? Yes, coach. He's at at Asheville Christian Academy. Is he really? Mm -hmm. Yes. So coming fresh off the scandal, you think, what's going to happen? So Jonathan Crompton is their new head coach. So Crompton takes over Tuscola. He comes. He was a Tuscola guy. Went to play at Tennessee, um, and he brings in the Smoky Mountain quarterback, Jed West. He went and got his guy. Jed West worked with with, with um, the coach with the coach a little bit over the off season, and he's fantastic. He flirted a little bit with Christ School, but decided to go to Tuscola instead of going back to Smoky Mountain. But still, I think Asheville has the athletes, and I think Asheville beats Tuscola. I think Asheville beats Tuscola by at least 10. So I've got Asheville beating Tuscola by 10, but I think it's a heck of a game. New coach, new quarterback at Tuscola, but I think Asheville pulls it out. They've got some excellent kids on the offensive and defensive line. So, so Tuscola always uh, a superior powerhouse over that, in that area. Tuscola, always good football. They fill the stands. It's a great community. Everyone rallies around that school. But I, I also agree Asheville is going to take this one. So I got to say, Tuscola went 10-2 last year overall, 5-1 in the conference. Asheville, 8-3, 5-1 in the conference. They lost to Reynolds. When I watched Asheville play Reynolds last year, they were extremely small, but they've added some size. They've added some good players. They've got a Montana commit. They've got an App State guy. I think Asheville beats Tuscola. What do you see, Pat? I also have Asheville over Tuscola in this contest. The athleticism that Asheville brings to the table will outmatch the size and strength of Tuscola. Carson? I I believe that if I think that Asheville can compete with Reynolds, I think that they'll I think they'll handle Tuscola pretty um fairly you know, fairly unscathed, to be honest with you. I think Asheville's got too many athletes. I think their quarterback um, I think they're players on defense. I think Nobu. I think the, the Montana. I think they've just got too many athletes, too many, too many weapons on both sides of the ball. So I got Asheville by two touchdowns. So how you guys feeling about Irwin at the TC ch- state championship? Daniel Boone. They're at Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone went twelve and one last year, four and zero overall. Irwin six and six, three and three in the conference. Pat, who do you think wins that game? So, Irwin versus Hendersonville, correct? Daniel Boone. It's Daniel, Boone. Daniel Boone. It's Daniel so, Boone. So, we've got that another error there yep. that you provided me on my list. Thanks, Mike. So Just, just big Daniel Boone and move on. I'm just going to go ahead and take Irwin in that contest. What? Irwin beating state of, champions. Sure. Why, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go that way. I would say Irwin is going to lose to Daniel Boone, and Daniel Boone will send Irwin's fans back to their cars at halftime. For that hour and fifteen minute ride back to Irwin, Carson, um, Daniel Boone by hundred. Yeah, I think Daniel Boone wins by at least thirty five. So I'm going to recant and go back to Irwin. Oh no, 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 no! no. Okay. You can't choose now. Okay. All right. So the next game we have McDowell versus RS Central. Carson, what are you thinking? So if you look back at years past, I think that it's two. Hang on just a second. Okay. RS Central four and six overall last year, two and four in their conference. McDowell five and five overall, two and four in their conference, and McDowell beat them 39-36 in the game last year. 
So I think that if you look back, I think it's two programs that very similar as far as you know records. They always play each other. Um, you know, they always play each other pretty close. They're um, geographically, they're not too far. I think that RS Central, this is their year. McDowell usually slips away. I do. I have RS Central winning. I think with McDowell losing, um, with McDowell losing their all-conference running back, and you know, you go back and look at stats and stuff. I mean, he led their team. He had he led their team in tackles. He played. Looked it appeared to be every snap. That's true. He played offense and defense. So now he's at at Asheville High. He's at, also hurt at Asheville High. That someone, what do you guys tell me? The McDowell running back is hurt. Yeah, so I, I'm going to choose RS Central on this one. Okay. Uh, so the new starting running back after the starting running back went to Asheville is also injured. So they're on their third string with a freshman quarterback, Danny Brown, probably going to be starting there. Now you said he was a good athlete, he, phenomenal athlete, phenomenal athlete. But okay. one athlete is not going to win you that no, game. No, no, no. I think RS Central is going to take this. By I think three we touchdowns. can all agree that. Football's a little bit different of a sport as far as like freshmen being ready to, you know, when you alluded that your son, your son, you know, might not contribute a ton as a freshman. It's like football to me, I think that it's, it's the most uncommon for freshmen to contribute because of the, it's the big show. It's the big show, the physical nature, um, baseball, you got freshmen, basketball, you got freshmen, um, any other sports you got freshmen. I think football is still a beast of its own. So listen, you have McDowell, an entire conference. You think RS Central comes in and beats them? Yes, yes, hundred percent. Well, Pat, what do you I have? I also have RS Central. I don't think McDowell is going to be able to. So we've got three RS Centrals, yeah. Mike. What do you have? No, I have RS Central. Is, so we have is, four. Yeah, it's 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 true. We all believe RS RS Central is going to win this game. Okay. So the next game we have Christ School versus Louds. Christ School going down to South Georgia to play the Louds. They're not playing at Louds, but they're playing one school over. It's going to be 115 degrees at kickoff, feels like. Louds will dress 100 players. Carson, what are you thinking? You know, I think I like what Coach Walker's doing over there. I think they've got some exceptional athletes. Um, I think they've got some great talent on both sides of the ball um i think with their freshman christ school's freshman quarterback um i i think that right now i think louds is going to be too much i think they're going to be a little bit too deep i think they're going to be um they're just going to have too much for christ school to hang with them um you know for four quarters i think the first quarter could be close i think second quarter will be close i think the third and fourth quarter will be where it, where it's pulled away um, I think that they're just gonna they're gonna wear down the line. I don't think Christ School's got enough, enough depth right now at the line of the scrimmage. Um, you know, when you look at their facilities, that drive. If we're gonna act like a you know a drive off the mountains isn't um, isn't gonna affect you or it's gonna be easy. Um, if anybody could do it, you know, Christ School is used to that because they they either fly private or charter or um, they do use sleeper buses to yeah, go to their right. games. They don't yeah. they don't play regionally. They play nationally. Um, so they might be used to it because um, they don't do sc- they don't do school over there, right? It's just class size is the only thing that's different. Yeah, they have genetic, the genetic okay. engineering at genetic, high school too okay. as well. For sure, um, but no, I, I think it wouldn't surprise me one bit if you know going into halftime if it's a if it's a close game. But I do think Lowndes, uh pulls it away. Um, I think seven A. I don't think you know 
really we can comprehend just how big that is as far as at the Georgia level um, compared to what you know just this little boarding school in in Asheville has. So let's be honest here. Wilds is going to dress a hundred kids for the game. How many will Christ School dress? I got an email today. They're not dressing everybody, so I'm guessing about thirty. It's going to be 115 degrees at game. Feels like at game time. I still think Christ School pulls it out. They got the better athletes. Louds was five and six last year. Christ School six and six. I'm a homer, right? My kid plays for Christ School. I think Christ School pulls it out. I respect it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Those offensive linemen. Well, they're not going to, but I, I love. They're the going confidence. to be soaking yeah. wet. I'm, I'm choosing Lounds on this one. Uh, with that offset of personnel and the heat, I think Christ School wears down in the fourth quarter. Lounds pulls it out. I could not add anything more to the commentary that Mr. Anderson Lewis and Carson Jones have provided. I disagree completely with Mike Anderson, and I will go <laughs> with the loss column for Christ School. It's unfortunate that Christ School could start 0-4 or 5 because their schedule is so tough, but <clears throat> I think they can beat Louds. I think they can. They're better. The first 11 is better. Can they hold out through the second half? I don't know. So I would say my heart is pulling for you, Mike, but my mm-hmm. brain is telling me Louds is going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My heart is pulling for you as well, but, you know, it's not – there's no absolutely no shame in scheduling tough opponents. I mean, Coach sure. Laws is doing it at Reynolds. I, I mean, Asheville High is about to play Providence Day, and, and from an inside source, it could be a running clock in the first quarter in that game. So – from second quarter, yeah. Second quarter from you know inside source over there, and and they that I think just goes to tell you that these coaches want their kids to see the best and play the best. So I don't I don't think it's any shame if Christ School starts zero and four, but I um, will be very excited. Well, this game will will this game be on ABC? Will it be on? So this this <laughs> this game is it is nationally televised. It's on the Flow Sports Network. Um, for my racing friends, you know exactly what Flow Sports is. A lot of races on Flow Sports, Hickory and Cars Tour and some of that sort of stuff. But if you're looking for the Christ School Louds game, it is on Flow Flow this week. Flow football. How, how much is it going to cost you for your box seats there? Right. No flow. So listen, this is no lie. No box seats, but they do expect eight to ten thousand per game at, for a home game. And we're just this is like Reynolds playing at Asheville. We're playing them at Colquitt County, which is just right down the street, and we're expecting eight to ten thousand fans for Louds, while while Christ School will probably bring in about a less than a hundred down there. So they'll definitely have the whole field advantage, and it's going to be one hundred fifteen degrees. Very thin on the offensive line. Defensive line switches in. I know I pick Lowndes, but, I mean, that is a cool atmosphere to think about going in and playing. I Absolutely. Think, think about going and playing eight in, in front of eight or 10,000 people. I mean, it's it's. I do think that's something that, you know, Luke or, you know, those players will probably remember for the rest of their lives. And something about Lowndes, they've been dressed in pads that they've been hitting, they've been hitting all summer. Um, they've been going at it all summer. So they've got a little bit of a head start, but – I still think Christ School pulls it out. They got the better 11 and 11. If they could just hold on, they'll be fine. Guess we'll see about their conditioning then. So that that's our guys. That's our preview. That's our first week previews. You want to send us your first week's 
scores? Yeah, we'd love to hear from yeah. you know some of the listeners because I can tell you there's no way that any of us are wrong. So it's one of those things that's like if you think that we've got everything I'll right, go I'm wrong. Like I'm sure I'm wrong, and so please let us know. Um, let us know. Hey, <laughs> send to our email behindthebeerwnc.com at, at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yep. Or if you want to send to our Facebook, send to our DMs, comment on it, send to our Instagram. We'd yeah. lo- we'd love to see what you think. Who you think is going to win? If anyone beats behind the beard, we- we'll let it know. Yeah, right. I'd, and I'd like to see all of you make fun of Mike Anderson if you could. On Absolutely, media. That'd be great for sure. <laughs> all right, so we got to have a little fun now, gentlemen. I have a challenge question for you guys. A little debate. So the history of the sandwich. I'm going to share with you. The sandwich was created by the Earl. Of Sandwich in England. Was he the Duke of Earl? No, it was just uh, Earl of Sandwich. And um, he was known to be a bit of a gambler. He gambled uh, constantly up and down on basically uh, a 24-hour perpetual basis. So um, at one point he was gambling so much he didn't want to get up from the table. So he asked uh, his helper, servant, whoever it is, to put uh, his meat on his bread. And he would just eat it there at the gambling table. And that's how you get the sandwich. So my question to you, gentlemen, is a hot dog a sandwich? Carson, is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm going to go with no. Okay, I'm going to say no because, you know, it's called a hot dog when it's on a bun. And then when it's not on the bun, it is also called a hot dog. So I'm going to say no. Um, I know that may be against uh, popular belief, but I'm going to go with no. Lewis, what do you think? I'm also going to go no, and I think it's because the bread is not split completely in half. Mm, but it is between two. It, it is in the middle of one. When you don't split it in half, it's still one piece of bread. There's bread on both sides of a hot dog. I believe a hot dog is a sandwich. Definitely. I don't get a sandwich. It was doing two pieces of bread that you've right? cut in half. It's yes. one piece of bread that has not been severed completely in half. But you can't just say it's a bun because you can take a piece of bread and fold it over a hot dog and it's still a sandwich. So we have two we have two uh two two sandwich, two non two sandwich, two non sandwich. I will say with Lewis being an engineer and <laughs> he does very, very smart things. I'm glad that I'm on Lewis's side here. Absolutely. So he drives a train? So listen. He's not, no, he's he's an engineer. Going back to our Owen Inca pick, Carson, going back to our Owen Inca pick, I would love to agree with you, but I'd hate for us both to be wrong. <laughs> nice. I would love, I just, I tell you, so I'm very excited for next week because next week, you know, we're going to sit here and we'll we'll rehash, you know, who was right, who was wrong. And we'll sit here and we'll tell Lewis that it's okay to not be right all the time. Mm. But what we what we will um, we will know who is the better program. But my thing is is that Owen is they have how many players do you guys have? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. And I I don't think Inca has many more. So Inca I'm not going to say like twelve. I, no, they've got a little bit more than twelve. Okay. I, I do know a couple boys they have, and and I and I think they're good boys. I think they're. Um, you guys obviously know the coach way way more than I do, um, and so I'm I'm very excited for I'm very excited for the game. I'm very excited. I'm going to try and get over there and watch it with Lewis. I'm um, going as well. We may Mike will be there as well. Um, 
I won't. I'll be at West Forsyth. Okay, Pat. We'll be at West Forsyth. That's in Winston-Salem. Getting beat. Yes. No, we won't be getting beat. We'll be making an example. Okay. I like that. Setting an example. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. What's your score prediction for the Reynolds game? I think the the Rockets will win by 10. I need a give me a give me points on both sides. Mm. How do you this, feel about your kicker? Is he a good kicker? Yeah, it looked like it looked pretty good during uh, during the scrimmage, just kicking extra points. If you're good enough, it doesn't matter, right? We don't coach kickers, anyways. So, what score you got? Final. Fine. I'm gonna go. Um, you said ten. Thirty to twenty. Wow. So the defense gives a little bit. Okay, I like that. That's kind of. I what think I, they, need. I think they have to give a little bit this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, you you might be right. All right. Well, boys. So listen, that's our Mac preview, as well as our Western Highlands two wave preview, and our Week One preview. Yes. So we're going to be on here every week, Pat. We're going to be on next week live from the Anderson Studio. What if I don't want to talk to you next week? Well, I think you'll want to talk to me. Yeah. You're going to want to tell me how Reynolds is going to be showing. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that right now that that's going to happen. So without Max, I, well, I don't know what the story is going to be with Mister Mister Guest. That's two between, to four weeks is two to four weeks. Well, we will see what his doctor, his parents, and coach. Law you are a doctor, Pat. But I two weeks not. could be. I mean, could be he could be okay for the Shelby game. Two weeks is yeah, because he missed his last one. right? Yeah, so I mean, yeah. so Mike's in here. Mike doesn't know what two is, but he could be back for the Shelby game. Mike is challenged. One plus math, one, one plus one is two. So math is tough. and and all I know is I would speak for. I want Reynolds out there. I want Reynolds out there best. I want Mister Guest playing. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot more fun when the best athletes are playing. I know last Absolutely. year. I know last year with you know Caden Jones being out at Christ School. I mean that just it's one of those things that. Um, injuries are an awful part of the game, and I think that everybody wants everybody's best players out there. I agree. Well, that's it, gentlemen. Thank you all for tuning in today. We'd like to thank the Bandettes. That song just makes me happy every time a- I hear it. So uh, I guess next Do you think week- it makes Carson happy even though he doesn't have a beard? Yeah, that's true. He's beardless. Are, are you going to attempt to grow a beard for real? He's only 16 What month old. would you like that? Because I need a head start. <laughs> You need to start right Is now. Is that funny, Pat? Yeah, that <laughs> Is was that fantastic. Funny? I need to. I need a head start. Just start right now. Are you going to do it? Do you want me to start right now? Does your wife prevent you from growing a beard? How I don't. She gives me gray hair, but I don't think that has to do with, with preventing <laughs> yes. us. Lewis, <laughs> love Lewis, you, Whitney. Lewis, it's his girlfriend. Oh, oh sorry. Wow. wow. Fiance, but okay. okay. Okay, fiance. Until next week. <laughs> Until next week. That's it for W. <laughs> Behind the Beard WNC. For Lewis Anderson, Mike Anderson, Carson Jones, my name's Pat Pohl. Till then, thanks and tune in next time. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Love you all. There's nothing like a man with a good-looking beard. There's nothing like a man with a good-looking beard.